And we're back. Back in action. Big back. Welcome to season five. It's been five years since we've started this. <laughs> I can't believe it. I really can't. Honestly, I, I thought it, I, I figured it was just like yesterday that we started doing this, to be fair. I know. I don't even want to think about how that plays into our age, which is another topic I'll, I'll cover when we get there. Uh, yeah, no, we're just we're just not going to talk about that. How about that? How about that? Um, <laughs> yeah, it's 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 been a it's been a wild ride, to say the least. And we're just really excited to be back and to be ready to go for season five of Part Me, Alex. But obviously the 2022, 2023 fo- football. Fuck me. I got football on the brain. Um, basketball season of lumberjack basketball. Man, we are red tea, red tea. Um, Jacqueline, yes. what are you wearing? First of all, I'm wearing my. Um, well, I guess kind of in honor of the homecoming auction, I'm wearing my truly as an old school with the red. I know Matt mm-hmm. Adkins, you hate the red, but I kind of don't mind the red. That's a whole separate conversation, but um, well, that's a whole nother thing. But no, yeah. I. I really love your your top. I do. Yeah. I felt like uh, since today we're getting back into it, I'm like the SFA men's basketball cheerleader. So here I am in my cheerleading top. Um, but I, I did win the one that was in the homecoming auction this year. You did win? Mm-hmm. I totally forgot to ask you if you were even bidding yeah. on it. Okay, cool, 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 cool. No one else even bid. So <gasps> like, I'm, not, uh, I'm not going to uh, like broadcast this hidden gem that's in the homecoming auction every time because no. I've, well, I've won it now two years in a row. Like this is my thing. Nobody else try to win this top. Well, you know? to be fair. I'm not sure if anybody else can legitimately fit in it. <laughs> Uncertain. Uncertain. Uh, remains to be seen, but yeah, no, I think you're the right person to win that. To be fair. I have on my new lumberjack basketball shirt. Oh, I like that. Where'd you get that one? Um, From Chauncey from the uh, basketball uh, okay. summer camps that they do. So she's okay. always up there selling t-shirts and stuff. So she, I went up there one day and I just like got a whole bunch of shit. <laughs> Love it. Yeah. No, yeah. I have this one that I have like a dry fit shirt and the, she was selling these really cool. I'm gonna have to ask her if she still has any of these really cool, like water bottles that were lumberjack basketball again here nor there. But anyway, so <sighs> yeah, I love that. I'm, I'm ex- yeah, I'm excited for the, so the new one that I want is a long sleeve one. Yeah be an exciting new little fit i'm ready to oh fun yeah i love that okay so first of all cheers yes cheers think i'm drinking i'm drinking my my oh god hold on macho milk fredonia brewery coffee milk stout because it's kind of fall and uh this is a fall beverage it's a coffee milk stout delicious if you love coffee if you don't you probably wouldn't but Definitely. It is good. So I'm actually drinking some. So my mom's uh, younger sister, my aunt Donnell and her husband, Scott, have started or m- mainly Scott. Uh, she just kind of tries it out. Has started making homemade wine. He mm-hmm. bought a whole little kit. Okay. So I'm like the resident wine drinker in the family. So I was like, I'll be more than happy to taste test it and give you feedback and notes. So uh, this is the first the first glass I'm trying out. It's kind of it's kind of more of a like a blush nice well they should join the knack brew club then if do they live in nacogdoches mm-hmm. well, yeah in Central Heights. yeah we have plenty of winemakers in our brew club just saying yeah i'll tell them that i didn't even think about that 
Yeah. A lot of winemakers and mead makers and beer makers and everything in between. Yeah. I think Jack wants me to make my first beer over Christmas break. I think that you should. I know. And I'm kind of nervous because I don't know what to pick because there's so I many. Know. I know what you should do. It's easy. You should do a sour beer because that's your favorite. I know, but it, I can't do it because we're going to do it on the brewery system. And in order for me to make a sour beer, I would have to have like my own personal system because it'll mess up all the. That's why we don't make sours at the brewery is because you have to have literally a whole separate system, fermentation tanks, everything for a sour beer. Because if you don't, then basically the, uh, the you'll never get sour out of the tubes, let's just say. Let's just say it like that. Okay. Yeah. Which I would love to do that. But there's a couple other styles that I really like, like a Scottish ale or maybe like a Wee Heavy, which is also very good that I could try. Anyway, here nor there, here nor there. We can, we'll talk about beer all day. Um, if it was my choice, maybe I'll start a beer podcast. Um, <laughs> but anyway, so a couple of life updates, Jacqueline, what do we have? What's going on with you before we start to talk about basketball? Oh my gosh. Okay. Well, hold on first. Let's play a new game called guess which cat is already in the area trying to get on screen. Who do you Your think newest cat, your newest cat. No, she's not sweet enough to be jumping in the lap. No. Okay. Scotty then for sure. Never. Yep. Oh, that fat cat. Look at him. <laughs> that fat double lard, but so sweet. My little stage five cleaner cat dog. He is a stage uh, five cleaner. Yes. Let's see life updates. So, okay. So I just finished. This is my first Wednesday. The, the only reason for all of you, Alex, knows this. The only reason we're able to do this podcast on a Wednesday. So the first free Wednesday I've had eight weeks because I have taken an eight week ladies golf class. That's right. Um, so that was a lot of fun. Long story short, my, my dad, uh, golfs and he'll tell you he's not, but he's a pretty, pretty good golfer, but, um, not very, I guess, orthodox would be the word with his form, whatever. He's never had any training or lessons or anything. Um, so he did not want to try to teach me himself. So, uh, I took this class my parents paid for um at one of the country clubs here it was really fun so it was all ladies so there was no like feeling um, like Ugh, these guys are you know right way better golfers and hit the ball farther and all that stuff um so it was really fun and one of um what so we had three like pga tour certified pros who taught the course and one of them he played golf sfa and then one of the girls um kept the first lesson I kept thinking like I recognize her but I don't recognize her name I don't know where I would know her from mm -hmm. so go up to her after the lesson and I'm like okay I know I know you from somewhere but I can't I can't figure it out long story short conversation later we figure out um she played volleyball for SFA oh cool okay nice so, yeah like uh probably five or six years ago whenever I was still living in Nack and down I went to every single game so that was funny uh so yeah the golf lessons are done I don't know um well now we have to go golfing yeah, I, you know, and so um, they that was like the level one class. They do like a level two. I don't know. I'm, I may want to repeat level one before I move <laughs> on. I don't know. But I mean, I need to because like most of the girls in the class, their husbands were like members of the mm -hmm. uh, club. So they would have time to go out and like practice and stuff. But for me, the only time I've touched my clubs has been during the lessons. So I really need to like go out and just actually practice them before I figure out if I can move up a level or repeat, but Hey, Rick, Rick. 
How's it going? I know he recently moved from East Texas to Pennsylvania now. Yeah. So Rick, how close are you to where David's from? Because you should totally reach out uh, to Bob if you're like in the area. Um, that would be cool. Uh, that's the main, I'm trying to think. Um, I feel like that's the main excitement I've had lately. Uh, Speaking of Bob. Wait, he's not in that picture. Oh, former coach and friend of, never mind. Continue. Um, so that was, that's pretty much it for you? Yeah, that, I mean, that's the main thing. That's, that's good. That's cool. I mean, I'm excited for you about the golf thing. I would, I'll totally go golfing with you whenever. Yeah. I'm not going to say I'm great, uh, but I know how to hit, hit a ball or two. Um, I'm in Bradford. Where is David? Um, they're from Emmaus. I don't know how close that is to Bradford, but David is not there. David's now in Germany, right? Uh, yes. I believe. So. Yes, 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 yes. Um, I need to check in with him, but that's all. Rick, story. as long as you're not a Philadelphia Philly fan, we're good. <laughs> There's a reason why we chose Wednesday so that I can just be like totally oblivious to whatever baseball score is going on right now. Um, okay. The game hasn't started yet. It'll start at seven, but still. Okay. Anyway, um, a little life update for me. Still trucking away at Angelina uh, teaching in the middle of the semester. Um, let's see. Oh, see, Rick, I knew I loved you. Ghost Rose, that's my guy. Good man. <laughs> I got my Astros necklace on. I love that necklace. Fingers crossed. Um, let's see. Other than the Astros in the World Series and me just having like total anxiety for the past two weeks because of postseason baseball, um, and then now basketball starting, it's just going to be, um, what did Ryan Ivy call it last night? The crossover season where all these sports were now crossing over, and now I'm just like, you got football going on still. You got baseball coming to a close. You got basketball starting up. And I'm just like, kill me. Anyway, um, what else is going on? What else? What else? What else? Uh, let's see. The brewery's doing good. Obviously, again, make sure you get your, your Fredonia beer, especially Purple Lights when you're in town. Um, opening on Wednesdays now. So now we're trying to fill up Wednesdays and keep those activities going on Wednesdays. Jacqueline does a great job scheduling all the music and we love her and she's killing it. And we never have to worry about that because she has that lockdown solid. Um, yeah, there's just a lot going on. I mean, the holidays are starting really, honestly, my focus now is just, is, is getting myself ready and prepared for our Thanksgiving break, which we'll talk yeah. about later. Um, Getting that ready, prepared for, and then also just finishing up school and having a really lovely uh, Christmas break and not doing a damn thing for once would be great. And then Jacqueline just spending all her weekends cuddling her cats. Look at him. He's just so cute. Y'all have no idea. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm, I'm going to try to stay in Tyler the next two weekends and mm -hmm. before... Um, our trip that we'll have to talk about. And yeah. starting next week, I'll be making multiple trips multiple to Nacogdoches. So like, I'm not trying to be doing a three hour round trip drive every day for something. Oh God, no. Yeah, not at all. Not at all. I don't blame you. I really don't. And if you don't have to, then you shouldn't. You know what I mean? But the great thing, hey, woo, Rev. Oh, hey, Rev. <laughs> oh, Rev, we love you too, man. Look at you. You're excited, and so are we for basketball. But you know what? There's another thing that we're super excited about, and Jacqueline just mentioned her car, and I just would 
be remiss if we don't talk about our amazing license plates. Our amazing license plates. So if you don't already know this, my plates has an amazing deal with SFA Athletics. Um, whenever you purchase a plate through my plates and you use um, the code, what is it, Lumberjacks? Hold on, let me go back and pull it up. Um, yeah, just go to myplates.com slash lumberjacks. That's it. That's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I knew Lumberjacks was in there somewhere. You get a $50 rebate. Only takes a few minutes to order these plates. Um, SFA makes great money on every type of plate that you purchase. Even if you just get one year background only, it's only $50, $50. Like what an easy and great little Christmas present you could potentially give to somebody this year is, is a my plate. Um, so many different things you can do background only. You could do personalized with background. There's so many things you can do. And if you're not, you know, feeling the whole five year paying, you know, almost $500, which again, we get, that might be a little bit of money. You could also do, um, layaway. So you can pay it off as you go and do a layaway program over about a five month period. And then boom, you got your plates done. Boom, boom. Or you can win them in the alumni auction. Oh, Rev, you have something to share with us. You won the plate. You saucy nugget you. We're surprised you didn't bid on our, our package. I forgot who won it. They haven't told us yet who won our package. We actually, I meant to ask you about this earlier, but I guess I can mention it now. I realized earlier today we got an email from whoever it was. I didn't recognize the name. Where? What email did they use? Our, pardon me, Alex, Gmail. Oh. Yeah. Dustin said he was outbid. Sure. Sure, sure, sure. Now it's not, I don't know. My phone's being weird. Here, I can, I'll pull it up here in a second, but, uh, cause I was just on it earlier, actually. Um, well now I'm intrigued. We got an email from, was like from something, I think Richard Boyer. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. I don't know who that is. I wanted to take an extension with myself. Zalo is a hybrider for the podcast item. I was looking for, I'm looking forward to meeting you both and having a great time watching the Jacks win a home game later this season. I'm a little curious simply because I thought I thought it would be one of our, you know, top fans who we know. So I know. So this will be interesting. Hopefully he knows what he's getting into and he's not going to be disappointed. I mean, I don't know. Well, I mean, hopefully he knows what he was bidding on that. Like you're hanging out with two broads for, you know, for a tailgate and you're hanging out with us at a basketball game, potentially like, who knows? I don't know. Well, no. he'll find out real quick. <laughs> Yikes. He may not want to ever want to come back again. And if you're listening, Richard, hello. <laughs> nice to meet you. We'll, we'll, we'll talk, Richard. We'll talk. Don't worry. Don't worry. Don't worry. Um, man, that's so funny. Anyway. All right. So let's just let's stop beating around the bush. Let's get into why everybody's here. Right. Yeah. Okay, so first, let's talk about last night. Oh, can- yes. Yes. Let's do that first. We'll talk about last night at Meet the Jacks. Let's do that. Yes. Okay, so last night we had Meet the Jacks. If any of you have never been, you're missing out. It's it's not any kind of like VIP invite only event. No. You can simply buy a ticket for what? Like 20 bucks, right? It was like $28. Yeah. Um, yeah. And basically you have dinner and you get to meet. The Lady Jackson Lumberjacks basketball team, um, both coaches will get up, introduce, you know, have their teams introduce themselves. They'll 
taught five or 10 minutes about the upcoming season. Um, we always have a guest speaker. Mm-hmm. Um, then generally one to two lady jacks or lumberjacks will be sitting at your table with you. So you get to kind of, um, you know, chit chat and actually meet them. It's, it's a lot of fun. Uh, last year, the, 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 um, speaker was Gary Blair this year. It was Hiram Harrison, mm-hmm. uh, or lumberjack player. Um, so he was, he was really good. I thought he was a great speaker. Um, oh. definitely got me choked up when he was talking about, um, Same. Oh. anyway, um, so it was good. And, Normally, you know, Alex and I sit together this year. We were separate tables. We were so like right beside each other. But um, one of my dad's friends, uh, Greg Nichols, bought a table. And so my dad and, you know, his bestie, John Alvin, and several others uh, went along with me. I was I was the only party crasher. Um, I'll sit together. And we had Davion Scott, one of our new freshmen, sit with us. And yeah. he was really really great guys super well mannered too too well mannered because i had to tell him to stop saying yes ma'am he's just he's just treating with respect ma'am <laughs> he did not but he tried he made a good effort um yeah it was funny though cuz i was like listen I, I guarantee you i am older than you think i am but i'm not old enough to be called ma'am so you, i appreciate it but you don't have to call me yes ma'am um, I get mammed all the time with by my students. It I'm I'm used to it by now. Yeah, but uh, no, he was he was a great guy. I'm very excited to see him play. He he seems like he's going to be a lot of fun. Hopefully, he wasn't scared off from our table. Um, yeah, it was funny. You know, of course, John Alvin had to be a prankster on him a few times. So uh, oh boy, oh lord, I was I was asking him about the Canada trip and. Um, I was like, yeah, it's going to be like, do you have warm weather, war, like cold weather, warm clothing to wear? Because it's going to it's going to be really cold. Yeah. How cold is it going to be? And I was like, well, it shouldn't be snowing, but like it's going to be cold. Like the the average for this the time of year that y'all are going to be there is like 20 to mid 30s. So it's going to be pretty cold. And he was like, no, I didn't think it was going to be that cold. Oh, it's going to suck. It's going to be, oh, it's going to be so cold. And John Alvin's like, yeah, you didn't know the uh, the stadium where y'all are playing is outdoors. Oh, John Alvin. <laughs> I'm like, oh, my gosh, don't give this kid a hard time. But uh, Oh, bless his heart. But that's really nice. I'm glad that you were able to sit with one of the players, especially one that you didn't know or we haven't met yet and, and get to know him. He seemed like a really nice kid. Got his head on, got his head on right, you know, screwed on straight. Yeah, and I was, yeah. I was very glad that uh, Dad and John Alvin finally came because uh, Alex knows my dad's just he's he's very shy until you get to know him and then he doesn't stop chattering. But um, I mean, how long have we been friends? He just not recently started like you know having longer yeah. than a minute conversations with me. Yeah. You know, it like takes a minute to warm up, so he's not oh, a minute. He's not typically good to going uh, to events like this, but then the, the more that he warms up to it, because I'm like, uh, you know, I mean, he loves all the guys, but he's like not the type of person like we are to just go up and be like, hey, nice to meet you. Um, right. Yeah. We love watching you play or whatever. And so I'm like, I'll introduce you to any any of them you want to meet. Like, just, you know, come up and I'll, I'll do the introduction. So I was very impressed last night. He did one on his own because at the end we were standing there talking to Day Day. 
And I had lost track of where he even was. And then he comes up and is like, oh, you're my favorite player to watch. I just love watching you play. Da, 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 da. And I'm like, see, it's that easy. Like, they want to hear that. You're not yeah. bothering them. They they want people to come up and like say, hey, we enjoy watching you play. Well, okay. yeah. Pretty yeah. much every yeah. single one of them said that they love the community and the people and the family environment when they asked, what is your favorite thing about SFA minus basketball? And literally almost every single person said, family, the community that SFA has. One kid said flashbacks, which I was like, <laughs> finally a legit answer. And then another kid. That was one of the freshmen. So I'm like, you can't even drink there. Well, you maybe he just likes their pizza. Maybe. You never know. Yeah, I thought that was funny. You never know. Yeah, so <laughs> general, general uh, PSA for any of you people, like you're not bothering them to, if you feel that way, if you're like my dad, to just go up and be like, hey, I really enjoy watching you play. I hope you have a great season. Um, they need to hear yeah. that. It helps them out. Support is great, no matter what form it comes in, whether it's like a five handshake, a hug, you know, just a, hey, good game or hey, get them next time. Um, A tweet, a message like I don't know. I don't know if you know this, but my mother has been secretly messaging David fucking Capilaris for (laughs) months now. You know what? I don't doubt it. And while my mom would probably never message him because she hasn't interacted with him as much as your mom has. Like my mom is equally obsessed and enamored with David. So like they should just start their own David Cackleries fan club because. Well, mom's the fucking president, CEO, CFO of it. I'm telling you right now, like there was one day she was sitting in in the living room and she was just like, her phone kept dinging. And I'm just like, who are you talking to? She goes, David. I'm like, what? We need, we need yeah. a check in on was, I just feel like he's my kid. Like, I just want to make sure he's doing okay in Germany. I just want to make sure that he's, you know, having a good time and that he's being safe. I'm like, mom, he's a grown adult. You met him twice. Like, yeah, I and Jacqueline and I don't even message him that much for God's sakes. And we even hung out with him and partied with the boy. Like, I mean, come on. You know anyway. what? I'm sure he loves that. So oh, he does. He thinks it's hilarious. And I, I think he really appreciates it, to be fair. So it's it's cute. It's funny. Um, so while we're talking about stuff that hasn't, or that has already happened, I'm just going to do a quick little recap of the WAC media day. Cause I took some notes, okay. some notes. Um, so this was a, like a week or so ago. I can't really remember when I was at work and I was watching it at work. Um, and so Keller, Rati and Nigel were all on. And, um, so a couple of the questions that they were asking, which actually were really good questions. And I was very impressed with how well they, how well the WAC really handled media day. And they, they really actually made it like a true um, fun environment. And also it just felt very professional. So shout out to the WAC for, even though it was all virtual, it still felt very, you know, like power five-ish. So that was nice. Um, so some things that Keller says that that he's really impressed with this team so far is the size of our team, which he mentioned last night as well. Um, even though we have really big guys on the team and like the size of the team, we're still extremely quick, fast, 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 fast. Um, you know what? I, uh, we talked about this because John Alvin said it and I kind of agreed with him. I sort of disagree with that. I don't I don't think that our lineup's bigger than it has been in the past. I feel like last year we have more big guys than this year. Yeah, I don't know. But just reading. Um, yeah, I know. And he said that last night, but I don't know that I agree, but yeah. Either. And then maybe he means like size is in like, you know, like generally most of the guys are all big. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Um, and then he also made a mention of it. Um, 
during Matt Wack Media Days at Webb, this is like the best shooting team he's ever had. Interesting. Interesting. So we'll see how that goes as well. Um, again, I always have very positive, you know, expectations, but I always curve them just a little bit because you never know. We haven't seen them play yet. We have no idea. Um, they were asked about the expectations for the season. And of course, they're not going to be like, well, we just want to, you know, make they want to obviously go far. You know, they want to be the same, but better, better than last year. And that was what Rati said. Like they want to still have the same um, you know, result getting into Vegas, but they want to be better. Obviously, we were all really disappointed with their performance last year at WAC Vegas, you know, losing out in that first round. And oh, thank God the women really came up and salvaged our trip for us. But um, but yeah, I, I think that's really the big expectation, of course, is to again get to WAC Vegas, win, go to the NCAA tournament as per usual, and um, you know, try to make it as far as they possibly can. That's always the that's always the um, expectation. Um, he also mentioned a couple of the guys, and I wrote down his pronunciation of their last names, which I can never tell if Keller is, like, purposefully, like, being – you know how he is. Like, he says names, and I don't know if he's being – like, if he's giving the true pronunciation or if he's just being goofy. Yeah. So I wrote down what he said, and I don't okay. – I'm going to have to double-check these. I don't know. The so – The only one that I don't – no, for sure how to say is AJ's last name. Okay. Uh, Kajusti. Okay. That is what I wrote down. Okay. That is kind of what Keller said. So we'll have to wait and see if that is – as soon as Rob Meyer says all of these things or, you know, uh, Danny Merrill says them, then we'll know if we're, we're legit. Um, Bro Braun was the other one. And then Am Brewster. That's how I wrote them. So I'm um, hopefully those are legit and okay. close enough. Um, so they also asked Rati about his injury and how he has been recovering from that, obviously, since it was a seizing ending injury from, oh, that was so devastating uh, from last year. And so basically he said he's pretty much 100% like injury. When it comes to the injury, he's made pretty much almost 100% recovery. Um, I mean, cause you know, ACLs, they just, that is so rough to come back from yeah. to be hundred percent. And so, but he looked good. He's looked good, um, in the scrimmages from what we have heard. And so again, very excited about that. Yeah, um, I'll be anxious to see him play. Cause I just know ho hopefully he's recovered well and it's not causing him problems. Cause I just know some, some people even I know back to it that they just can't ever seem to move hundred percent. Yeah, exactly. And I know we'll have to, we'll have to, again, see how that goes. Um, so a couple other things they talked about was of course, like the Cancun challenge from last year. Um, they talked about the kind of like their mentality on defense um, mm -hmm. being that every pass is a loose ball. And I feel like we saw that a lot last year and I feel like it's just going to continue on that kind of mentality this season as well um it's not an easy way to play keller said and obviously it's not the way he plays defense and the way he runs the defense is just very different from what a lot of people do um let's see here uh the guy mentioned the guy that was doing the interview i didn't write his name down i totally forgot to write it down but he mentioned that he thinks that sfa is one of the hardest playing teams in college basketball which i thought was a really um nice comparison especially when you put us up against i mean power five teams. So that was really nice. Um, a couple other comments that the players made Rati saying that our, our D is a lot better this year than it was last year. Press you is back baby in a big way. 
So we'll see. We'll see again. Um, and then, of course, uh, another another comment that I really, really liked and I wrote it down was that this year, not saying that they weren't last year, but this year they just feel like they're playing for someone else. Like they're playing, you know, they're locked in. They're playing for other people on the team. They're not being selfish. Like they know that this is a team sport. Um, and, you know, they're they're moving on a string on D. So it's all very like calculated and all very, you know, almost like a dance type thing. And I thought that was really kind of poignant to say that they're playing for someone else. It's not all about the individual because it is a team sport. So I thought that was really cool. That's pretty much the gist of what I wrote down um, from media days. And so um, just really excited whenever media days rolls around, meet the Jack rolls around, you know, it's getting close. So, you know, I, it's uh, yeah, we're just really excited. So. Uh, we can move on and start talking about the team. Let's talk about first, let's talk about our uh, trip and some of the games. Oh, you want to talk about that? Okay, go ahead. I can't wait. I can't wait any longer. Okay. I was, I didn't know when you wanted to bring it up. I didn't know if you wanted to bring it up now or later, whatever you want to do, go for it. Yeah, we've already alluded to it. I think some people have seen it. So as yeah. y'all know, they're playing in a, the guys are playing in a tournament. So um, the last time that we played in a tournament after right after Thanksgiving or before Thanksgiving or whatever it was, was uh, in 2018 when they went to Belfast and I was fortunate enough to get to go. And well, internationally, uh, they played Cancun last year too. Well, yeah, I guess like, yeah, yeah like overseas, overseas. Far away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and unfortunately, my my partner in crime here wasn't able to make it on that one. So now mm-hmm. like, a, I mean, I guess it's just as far as the Cancun, but whatever feels farther. Right. Um, playing in Montreal, and guess who's going? Both of oh, I'm going the wrong way. Both of us. We can't wait. Oh, so yeah. Yeah, 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 we're gonna fly up Thanksgiving Day. Guess has four. Th- guess who has four thumbs and is going over to Canada? These girl. <laughs> that was stupid. Anyway, you you get the point. No, no, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. we're very very excited. Uh, we're gonna leave Thanksgiving Day. The turn. Yes. Saturday, Sunday. Um, unfortunately, Alex does have to teach the next week. So she'll leave on Sunday to come back. Um, one of my friends who I visited probably like eight years ago in Tunisia um, moved to Montreal right before COVID. And I've been wanting to visit him ever since, but COVID happened. Canada has been very strict on restrictions for traveling during COVID. Um, so this kind of worked out perfectly. So I'm going to stay a few extra days, hang out with him, sightsee. So it's going to be fun. It's going to be had by all. Um, yeah. Hopefully, hopefully SFA supplies all of our boys with some warm gear so they don't freeze. <laughs> I know. I've, uh, I forgot. I told you that I ordered a parka. Oh, you did? Like I ordered like a really heavy, heavy, heavy winter coat just in case. Oh, okay. I'm excited to see it. Yeah. So we've got a three in one coat where you can like unzip things and zip things okay. up to make it like smaller or less heavy and warm. Oh, it's, it's, I, I look like, um, you remember in a Christmas story where the, where the mom puts like 18,000 layers on the kid and he's like walking around like this. Yeah. That's that's how I feel. I think, I think I'm going to be good with my, um, Columbia jacket I have hopefully, but I'm sure you will be. And to be fair, I'm probably, I'll probably be okay if I like unzip a few of the layers. Cause there's literally like three layers in there and like unzip a few of them and just bring like one of the layers. Um, but I don't know. I'll, I'll, I'll figure it out. I'll figure it out. Once I start packing and if I realize there's no way in God's green earth that this mother, I mean, 
this thing is is very big Th that it's gonna make it with me that I may just have to readjust but I I really like it and I'm gonna keep it regardless but like you also you didn't really have like a big winter jacket before this right I mean I have I have sweatshirts and I have SFA pullovers but well, I don't yeah I, I, have like a, I have a thick jean jacket that I was potentially gonna bring but other than that, I really don't have like a thick winter coat. Okay. You know. So yeah, now you're good. I have um I can't I can't remember what the name for it is, but I have a Columbia jacket that's one of those that it's like um it is like the insulated down jacket or whatever, but it's like it's like thinner. Mm. So that purple one I have. So it's not like puffy, but it's the same technology, so it's just as warm as if it was puffy. Yeah. Um so I should be good, but I ordered the LL Bean base layer leggings and top to wear under my clothes to keep me more warm and I ordered the North Face boots so I'm um, should be all good. Yeah and I was thinking about ordering I don't know sorry we're talking about our clothes. Pardon us we're girls. I was thinking about ordering um like actual winter gloves but I just I ordered two already and both of them didn't fit right so I just don't know. I have some North Face ones that I really like and they have the fingertips that um, can still And that's what I was going to get from Amazon and that's what I ordered. But like the two I ordered, I really liked them, but they just didn't fit right. Like they didn't fit snugly on my fingertips. Like there was extra room. I don't know. I'm going to have to figure it out. I, we still have time, but still like, shit. Not much. Not much though. God, it's already November. So let's, okay, let's kind of scroll through uh, the schedule here. We have a few. Let's see. So I would love. Are we doing the team later then? Yeah, I just wanted to touch on a few of the games really oh, bad. Okay. All right. Let's go ahead. Jump around on me, man. I was glancing at it before we got on earlier, and I hope that we can make the LaTeX game because that would be great um, to get to see Des. And I mean, it's a Wednesday, but I'll be out of school, so I don't see why not. Okay. Sign us up. We're there. Um, yeah. I would also love to go to the Furman game, but I don't know how probable that is. It's just hard because we're spending all this money to go to Montreal. So it's yeah. like, it's hard. And plus it's like Christmas right around the corner. Yeah. We, have like monies, people. Um, we would need a, we would need a literal GoFundMe account or like a sugar daddy or two. Yeah. Uh, they are playing on my birthday. I saw that. It's been a few okay. years since they did that, but um, I'm I'm wondering because it's a college I've never ever heard of. Um, yeah, like a few years ago, they played on my birthday and they did like a um exhibition game and they wore like throwback old jerseys. So I'm wondering if it's going to be something like that again. I don't know. Mm. I mean, it's my birthday, so they should plan something special. <clears throat> You know what? Even if they don't, we can do something special because it's a home game, right? If I yes. can remember back from the schedule correctly. It's a Monday yeah. night at 6.30. Okay, hold on. Super fast while we're talking about old school jerseys. Uh, you've seen this before, but I got to show it to everyone since we talked about it. Hold on. Okay. Right here. Thanks. Three seconds. <laughs> any questions? Anyone have any questions? Thoughts? Concerns? About the upcoming SFA Lumberjack season? We'll, we'll get to the players in a moment, but Jacqueline is, is okay. I think I've mentioned this before, but anyone who doesn't believe me, yellow used to be one of our accent colors, like LSU. Yeah, it was pretty bad. And uh, John Alvin Woods gave me this jersey, and I can't remember what year it's from, but it's, um, I don't know. Oh. It's 
from like the the late 60s, I think maybe, or the early 70s. And I actually did find out who wore the jersey. I can't remember his name right now, but I would love to one day look him up and try to find him and see if he would sign it for me and I could get it like framed all cool and stuff. But look at this, guys. Isn't that wild? That is the wildest thing. And LSU jersey. I know. Anyway, there's your history for the day, kids. It's just a weird. It's just weird to think that purple and and white there used to be another color. So Matt, just, if, you, if you don't like the red, what do you think about the yellow? Wow. Okay, let's talk about let's talk about the guys. So okay, yeah, <clears throat> returners, all the guys we got coming back. Let's talk about them. Rotti. Super senior take two. Yep. Uh, since he got the medical redshirt year for his ACL. They're back at it again. I love that you put that on there. Yeah, back at it again. Back at it again. Yeah, we got Rati, like she said, super senior. Uh, then we got, of course, Nigel, the Night Hawk Hawkins. Uh, he's our graduate student. Um, and I'm so excited for him. Yeah, he'll, he, him, him and Rati are going to be that, like, amazing you know that amazing just not a, I'm not gonna say adult I mean obviously they're adults but like that amazing like leadership on the court they've been here a long time they know how to play they know how to play under under coach Keller like they're gonna be they are the leaders on this team and I think that they they can do it like they'll you know they're taking over for David they're taking over for you know him being kind of like the leadership role on the team and so you know, I'm really excited to see how how they respond on the court, being in that in that position in that role. So, it's it's going to be a really interesting you know dynamic because you have a bunch of these you know players that have been around for a while. Like, and then of course you got you know our boy Russ. Russell, I cannot believe that Russell's a senior. There's no way. There's no way. I guess he is. I mean. That's what it says. Oh, sweet little Russell. It, uh, well, maybe he's like a senior by year, but not by playing. It's just a senior on us. Well, I don't want you to leave, Russ. I'm sorry. Anyway, continue. No, I don't either. Um, sweet little Russell. Th this this is the year where Russell literally comes out swinging. Poor man. The poor kid has been like totally just down bad, down bad with injuries, like ever since he yeah. came. And every time and every year he he has he gets healthy and he figures it out. And now he's back. It's like, boom, he gets hurt again. I just always felt so bad for him because I really do think he has like a lot to give and show. He just hasn't had the opportunity. Well, maybe he'll have eligibility to be a super senior because of his injuries and COVID. I don't know. Um, That's what I'm hoping. That's what I'm hoping because I just, again, I felt really bad for him because every time he had an opportunity, you know, he'd play a few games, he'd come in off the bench, and then he would get hurt. I'm just like, shit. So everyone put Russell in a freaking bubble of prayer that he. <laughs> we want you back for one more year, Russell. Okay, then we have one of, one of our personal faves, Trell. Um, so listed him as a sophomore and I thought he was a junior, but you know, the whole like COVID extra year has thrown me off on everyone. So maybe that's why he has an extra year. Right. That, you know what, that's thrown me off as well. And that, that may be. Cause he played at Kansas one year and we've had him for one year and then this is his third year. So he should be a junior, but maybe COVID gave him an extra. I mean, I'm not complaining. I'm just. 
Yeah, I'm not either. Because even if you look at his bio more, it even says like as a freshman and it has last year. Um, and it, then it, and it says product of it says played freshman season at Kansas under Bill Self. So then again, like, so I, I don't know how that all shakes out and works out. Obviously, it'll 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 work out in the wash. I don't know. Yeah. But he's a sophomore. And so that means if we have more time with Trell, great, because that is my dude, like three, like get uh when he gets hot on the threes, he is hot. Ta, 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 ta. Hot potato can't touch him. You know, I want more of that this season. I'm oh god, so excited to see Trell. And again, this is last year's his first year at SFA under under Keller. So now he has a whole year under his belt. He knows again, he knows the offense, he knows the coaches, he has the same guys, you know, the same dogs in the in the trenches that he had last year, you know, minus a few. But I really think Trell's gonna have a really stand up. What is that smile? Sorry, I was having to break up cats fighting and I didn't know. Uh, I didn't hear anything. And I was just sliding back into the frame. That was cute. That was nice. That was good. Yeah. Okay. So then we got so excited to have Trell for as many years as we can have him. Um, then we got Nana back. Nana, you know, you know, I just love Nana so much. And uh, we've, we've said it before. I mean, I, I saw him in high school and I was just unsure because, you know, right. he was like, he was a high school boy who needed needed some muscles and LBs and uh, Cody's worked wonders with him. Obviously, he's been putting in the work and he has really progressed and flourished and mm-hmm. it's a great addition, great hometown addition. Oh, well, yeah. He's got a great personality and mm-hmm. like. You can, you can tell that he really has a good attitude. He contributes and works hard. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I think he's great on and off the court for the whole group chemistry. And we love Nana. I, I agree. I agree. I know because you even told me whenever you saw that he was signing with SFA, he was just like, mm, not sure. And I get it. Like, I totally get it because, you know, when you see him playing in a high school setting, you're just you're not sure because he just didn't have a lot of like weight to him. He has the height. Don't get me. I mean, he has the height. It's just, it's just, can he throw his body around and get aggressive down there in the paint? And, and in our defense, the taller players that we've gotten have not been strong. No. So I didn't, I didn't have a like high bar to work off of. I was like, here we go. This is true. This is true. But Nana has surprised us in the best possible way. Not because we didn't think he couldn't do it just because He's taken his expectations, you know, again, being I feel like that's a lot of pressure because he's a hometown kid. You know, everybody listen when they announced Nana last night, the crowd roared for him because he's a hometown kid. Could you I mean, just think of the the amount of pressure. I know you probably know because you're, again, a knack rat, too. You're a bin. Like the hometown pressure of 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 not of being a you know a star in high school so to speak and then going to the local university and also working hard to be you know a star and a starter type you know role that's a lot for a kid and so I I think he you're right he has the great mentality he he has a great personality he's always just smiling I don't think I've ever seen him with a frown um, he does what he's supposed to do he he listens he's coachable. And he's been working really hard in the gym. It's obvious. So yeah, it has paid off. But I'm so glad that you mentioned that because it, it definitely does have to be a lot of 
pressure on him that I can't even imagine. Your like dad I'm, works for SFA. Like, come on. Times 10 probably of what I've even experienced. And mm-hmm. like, yeah. You know, this weekend, whenever I was in for homecoming, um, a friend of mine who no longer lives at NAC anymore, we went out a couple of times and he's always been like, oh, you know, everyone in Nacogdoches. And then literally every time we went out over the weekend, there were like 10 people I know at every venue. And he's like, you know, everyone. And I'm like, do you now understand the pressure that I feel when I go anywhere? Like all eyes are on me watching everything I'm doing. So, I mean, his experience is like times 10 on everything I felt like I can't imagine. So it is a lot. So again, back to our previous statement, any, any positive reinforcement and support that you can give any of these guys is so helpful. For sure. For sure. Yeah. We love you. We're proud of you. Um, one of our other friends. They're all our favorites. They're all our favorites. We can't say that. Yeah, 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 yeah. JJP. Uh, He's another one. Let me tell you what. Like, whenever we first got him, I knew he was going to be special. That was a given. I, I just had a feeling. But he has also surprised me in the best possible way. Like, his attitude is fantastic. I'm not saying that that I'm – I'm just shocked by that. But, like, he's – you know, I just never would have – I guess seen that from him. I, I almost kind of like pictured him more as like a, you know, just kind of like a really quiet kind of like standoffish guy, but. Well, we had a slow start with him too, because that's true. That's true. he was like a, a really hot commodity um, prospect recruit injured. and got him and then he immediately gets injured. So we, right. don't, we don't get to see anything. Right. And so we don't really know him. We don't know his playing style. We don't know if he can live up to the hype. Uh, that we've heard. And then, you know, finally he gets to play and we're like, yeah, he's exactly. (laughs) No, exactly. But JJP again, he's sophomore. So we'll have him for a few more years as well. Um, But again, I feel, it feels like we've had these guys for so long already, but just because, you know, they've been injured or COVID years, we're getting all of this extra time with these, with these guys. And it's, it's really, honestly, I don't want to say, I don't see any detriment to it. I mean, the longer they're here, the, the, the better they'll continue to get. So, I mean, because of our amazing coaching staff and, and, and Cody strength and conditioning, like I, 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 I'm telling you when we, when they kept posting all the off season strength and conditioning videos and pictures, like every time I was like, these dudes look like monsters. I know. I'm like, um, I need Cody to like work, be up a little, like, Workout plan and diet because I want to, I want my abs to look like that. Nuts. Just nuts. And you can just, you can just tell, I mean, even just looking at the guys last night, obviously, yes, like they were big and muscular and stuff last year, but like they've. He's a magician. Uh, Like I'll quick accolades to him because, you know, he not only does their workouts, but he does a lot of their meals. Cause obviously the two go hand in hand, which is, um, it's in bounds to me above how it was like, for example, when I was in high school, like we were all just like eating shit and drinking sodas and for like sure. showed up to lift weights and nobody really thought about all that stuff. And now it's, it really is such a science and there's so much that you can do with your body. If you put the right stuff in it, imagine that, like you imagine that you, you don't right eat that and you eat a salad. Imagine that. I know it's wild. Um, but yeah, he does a really great job with them and I'm, I'm always amazed. And like, I want, mm-hmm. I want to be on the Cody program that he prescribes, uh, whatever it is. For I sure. think 
I don't know. I might try it and be like, you, you may go one day and then he has you flipping tires and you're like, never mind. Yeah. I don't know that I'm like a CrossFit workout type gal. I don't know. I don't I've tried know. a lot of things. That's one thing I haven't tried. But anyways, uh, neither here nor there. Um, Who do we got next? Last two guys we have returning are our two freshmen from last year that we had the pleasure of sitting with at Meet the Jacks. And love both of these guys. They're great. Uh, so Derek, man, he he really, uh, I feel like, came out of the shell his shell towards the end of the season. I mean, he was always great, but, like, really, like, came out and was, like. Because we needed know, him. Vying for one of our best, like, six-man positions. We needed him, for sure. We needed him as a six-man off the bench because – I mean, because we were getting caught with the injury bug there towards the end of the, of the season. Because you know, uh, we we had a couple of people down a few games, and we and Derek stepped up, stepped up in a big way. And I think just the more time he plays, the better he got. The more time he played, the better he got. Not saying he wasn't better prior, but we just hadn't seen him. We just hadn't seen him play. And now, hey, God, dog, if my phone goes off one more time, dude, no one messages me. When I'm not just doing nothing, and then as soon as I just sit and, and sit I and do this, I, it's like ring, 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 ring. Anyway, Derek tends to know. Love him. Can't wait to see what else he does. Can't wait to see what else he brings to the table. I, I think he, again, nowhere but up for him. I think his, his attitude's phenomenal. Um, here's here's another thing, too, about, about just the team. From what we've heard and what we've seen so far, their camaraderie and their they mesh like who did who did I we were talking to comparing them to we were talking to George but I think we were comparing them to like the 2019 team was it the 2019 team 2019 2020 the one that had the the opportunity to go all the freaking way you could then COVID hit yeah so the camaraderie and the skills and just the togetherness and that I'm playing for not myself, but for someone else on the team mentality and how well they got along. It was every time we kept hearing this and hearing this and hearing this, I'm like, this is reminding me of the 2019 team. The fact that they all got along, they all played for each other. They all hung out on and off the court. They were all friends and they all got along and the, the locker room was good and everybody was playing for the right reasons. And it, nobody was, you know, being a bad apple and a bad egg. I was like, this is 2019 written all over it, man. And if we would have the opportunity in 2020 to go to the freaking conference and if COVID didn't hit, we would have freaking killed, killed in the NCAA tournament. Yeah. And it, it's, it's really wild how, you know, very, very small changes can make such a big difference in the team dynamic and chemistry. If you know, you know, that's what? all I'll say today. Isn't, um, it a damn thing? Isn't it a damn thing? But yeah, I think for, uh, from what George told us, the, the just chemistry and cohesiveness of this group of guys is really phenomenal and that that should that like we've seen in the past that always translates really well because some of the years that we've had the best really the most like high level of athletic talent on the team but there were just a few pieces that and it's i'm not even saying in these instances i don't think it was anything specifically bad about one person 
just it is it's a team sport and sometimes certain players don't mesh that need to mesh and if they don't they don't and there's you can't it's it's something that's hard to just create out of nowhere if it's you not can't force it you can't force so the fact that and that's something that unfortunately is the in my opinion but i'm more into like the psychology part of it is it's the hardest uh thing for coaches to predict season to season because you can hand pick the most talented athletes oh god one or two of them don't mesh well then you can't predict that. You don't know coming in, um, you know, and then it yeah. work as well. I agree. I mean, you could have the most talented team in the world. You could have the best point guard, the best for like all of these positions, like the number one dude in the world, number one recruit at a high school type guy. You know what I mean? Five star, three, whatever, whatever the stars are for, for basketball, whatever it is. But if they, if the team doesn't get along in the locker room and they don't have this buy-in, you know, they buy into the culture, they buy into the coaches, they buy into the team aspect and they get along in the locker room. I don't care who you got on the bench. I don't care who you got in the locker room. It's not going to work because we've seen it. We've seen it. The year that we didn't make the damn tournament, that was the year. And the one in recent memory where we didn't make the tournament because we were just not clicking, not getting along. It was horrible. Yeah. So okay, sorry, I, I sidetracked that one. So no, last, it's okay. It's all right. Last returning player we have is Day Day. Day Day. Uh, Day Hall. Day Hall. Again, one of our freshmen from last year. We got to meet at Meet the Jacks. Uh, we love Day Day. He has just more. I mean, every, you know, every player has their strengths, but I could go on and on about him for days. But he just has so much energy on the court. He comes out mm-hmm. and. And also, which like dad, you know, yesterday was really the first time that dad's been up close and personal with a lot of them. And dad was like, he's really not much bigger than I am. Like I didn't, he just plays like he's so much bigger than that. And he really does. Like he is absolutely like a power forward who will get in there and like. He's a workhorse, babe work in the lane and I mean my dad's not a not a big guy like he's not short but my dad's not a big guy you know and and day day's really uh, they're they could probably wear the same clothes like he's not that much bigger right no I I, watch when you watch him play he's just wild he plays bigger than what he is which is so cool and like I said he's a workhorse I've mm-hmm. never seen a that's what I'm saying. He coming off a bench like as a freshman, he was insane. Like the biggest surprise this season to me, other than other than Nana was probably Day Day. Like Day yeah. was just an absolute terror in the best possible way. Like he was nuts, 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 nuts. Um yeah, let, let's – oh, go ahead, Kyle. I want to say that when I come to Nacogdoches in January, I better get an appearance on the podcast. Of course. No, you got to apply. Uh, we're dying to have you on. When are you going to be in in January, Kyle? I think he posted the other day that he's coming, like, the beginning of January, like the January 4th, 5th or something like that okay. for those games. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then he said two words. Latrell Jossel. <laughs> We love our trail. We do. Um, last thing I'll say on Day Day really quick, because I just love him so much. But um, 
You know, also, I think a lot of his, uh, like, dynamic for the New Mexico State game January 4th. Yep, women's game on January 5th. Perfect. Alex, you were right on target. Um, I got is literally so, 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 so athletic, but I also think a good, a good portion of why he's so like crazy good is I think a lot of it is because last year as a freshman straight out of high school, like he did not play intimidated ever. No, I think he's also like in his head. He's not only it's such a hard combination to find, but he's not only super athletic, but he also has a very high like basketball IQ. He's not intimidated because he knows where he should be on the floor and he knows where to like hit his mark and be and how to read the offense and the defense. And he's just not intimidated one little bit. And that's chef's kiss. Love to see it. Um Okay, let's let's keep rolling and launch into the newbies. So the first one that we have is Kyle Heyman. And I got very confused last night because they introduced him as Matt. And I was like, because I had looked over the uh, roster yesterday before to like try to refresh myself on the new guys. And so I say to Davon, I'm like, Davion, I'm like, isn't his name Kyle? I'm confused. And he's like, well, Coach Keller said that he could be the only Kyle. So he had to go by something else. And I was like, so Matt, like his name. Has to be a middle name. Has to be a middle name. And he was like, you know, I don't know. I think Keller just made it up. And I'm like, okay. (laughs) Surely it's his middle name, like Kyle Matthew. Like, surely. He acted like he did not know for sure if that was his middle name. So I don't know. We're going to need to... I know we'll have to ask Matt Heyman himself if Matt is because because I I looked up his social media and I it says it said Matt. Hold on, continue. I don't know know if he just put that because Keller calls him that. Okay, so he is from Delhi. He did. That's funny as hell. If he changed his name on fucking Instagram because Kyle Keller calls him Matthew, so that he's not the so that Kyle's the only Kyle. That's funny. Hold on. Now I really need to know. We determine. We're going to have to ask him. Um, I'll do more research on it in a minute, but I'm not going to try to look at it right now. Okay. So he's from Delhi, Louisiana. He went to Watchtall Parish High School and Hens Community College. I guess that's how you say it. Oh, it's like, fu- okay. I can't. Oh, we'll see. But yeah, but I don't know if he changed it that because that's what Keller calls him. Says Matt Heyman. Son of a B. I swear. I don't know. Um, while playing for Watchtall Parish High School, Kyle was awarded first team all district, second team all state, and second team all conference. Um, so I'm going to go ahead and say, because we're going to switch back and forth here on some of these guys. And some of them we have more uh, bullet points here to read. That is not out of any preference on our part. This is exactly what they have on the huh. So maybe some of these, they just didn't provide as much info. Just FYI. That's probably facts, yeah. Huh. I don't know. That's weird. Well, now we just need to know: is it is it is it because your middle name's Matthew, or who knows? Um, <clears throat> this matcha milk's starting to hit me like a ton of bricks. Anyway, let's go, baby. All right. <laughs> so the next guy we have on the list is Jaleel. So let me find his. 
little bio. I mean, at the moment, all the information that we have is that uh, that he's from Miami, Florida. He attended Monteverde Academy, and he is the son of Clifford Boburn and Nicole Moxie. That's all we got. He's from Miami, Florida, and he's a junior. That's the only info we got. Um, you can go ahead and roll through the next one since we didn't have anything on him really. Yeah, I feel, I feel bad because there's, I mean, they just don't have much on his bio, which is, uh, yeah. I feel bad. anyway. All right, so the next we have is AJ, and it's, again, uh, Kajusti, hopefully. Um, and that was Jalil uh, Brobron. Uh, so AJ, he's a junior transfer. He was previously at uh, Indiana River State College. Uh, he's also went to Oxbridge Academy, which I'm assuming that's his high school. Um, he's from Boca Raton, Florida. So he's not the only Florida guy that we've ever had on the team. We've had some Florida people in the past. Um, while playing at Oxbridge Academy, AJ was awarded the first team all county. He pretty much made a name for himself at India, Indian River State Team or Indian River State College, where he won multiple awards. He won All-State Team, uh, National Junior College Association, Region 8 Player of the Year, All-Tournament Team, uh, National Junior College Association, All-American, Conference Player of the Year. So he has a bunch of accolades. Another, another JUCO transfer. Um, we've had a lot of success in the past with JUCO transfers, and so I'm just going to assume that this is just more of the same. You know, more of the same. We've had, like I said, a lot of JUCO transfers in the past, and and he's just another one on the list that we've had and or that we that we're getting. And I can't wait, can't wait. We've again, I love JUCO transfers. I, I love getting freshmen in because then we can, you know, really have them for a long time. But those JUCO transfers, they already had college experience, even if it is at the junior college level. That's still college experience. Like it's still experience in a call in a collegiate game. Um, and they have, they, they're just prepared usually pretty, pretty prepared. So love, love, love. Agreed. Um, okay. So next one that we have on the list and, uh, I swear cat hairs everywhere. Um, so I feel like I did notice this in the back of my mind, but I just didn't think about it. So thank you to, uh, our, you know, one of our other devoted fans, Matt Adkins for bringing this up. He was not present at Meet the Jacks last night, but he is listed on the roster. So Correct. unclear. Uh hope we get to meet him soon. And unclear. Uh Montavious Murphy, a junior. So he is from Spring, Texas. He went to Concordia Lutheran High School. Um, and he also played for Kansas State. So he was a four-year letterman for Concordia Lutheran High School, where he earned awards such as district defensive player of the year. Uh, first team all district and first team all state. He then took a talent to Kansas State, where he became the fourth freshman to start an opener under head coach Bruce Weber. Uh, while there, he averaged 5.4 points per game, 46% from the field, and 38% from the three point line. Pretty nice. Not bad. Not bad. Yeah. So, like Jacqueline said, I'm just hoping that, um, you know, something came up and he couldn't attend, meet the Jacks last night. Um, I'm sure we'll, we'll probably know more next week, but until until it is until it is said verbally or he's removed off the roster, he's still on the team. Does so. Hope to see you on the court, Montavious. Um, we got next. We got the jokester on the team, as we're told. Uh, this guy, I can already tell he's gonna be. You, you know who he kind of reminds me of. Um, 
Why am I blanking? Are you going to, uh, I don't know. Um, wow. What was it? He was wearing the Scooby-Doo shirt. Oh, Leon. That's it. What? Leon Gilmore. Leon Gilmore. He kind yeah. of reminds me of Leon, like, like, kind of like he cuts up, like just a goofball. You never know what he's going to say or do. That's what I kind of feel like, uh, Mr. Robbie and Brewster. That's how I feel he is. So he's sophomore from Atlanta, Georgia. He went to Terrell High School. Um, while he was at high school, he was part of the state championship team. He was awarded first team All-State and MVP. So, Robbie, welcome to the sawmill, baby. Excited. Um, okay. And our, our freshman we had sitting at our table last night, Davion Scott. He is from Fort Worth. He played at Keller Central High School. Uh, he won awards such as second team all district, academic all district, and academic all state. Uh, like I said, he he seems like a super nice kid. Um, I guess I'm gonna call him a kid since he calls me ma'am. Uh, yeah, no, we had a lot. We had a lot of fun getting to know him last night. So I really look forward to seeing him play more. And I told him our podcast and I said you'll probably get tired of hearing us and seeing us at games but come say hi because <laughs> we sit right behind the bench ah, that's funny yeah, um, and then the last guy we got on the team is our other freshman Cade Walker um, he's from Avenger Texas he went to Avenger High School um, so he was at Avenger High School while he was there. He won multiple awards during his tenure. He won first team all district, all region, offensive MVP, and athlete of the year. So Cade, he he, I, I don't, I need to go and look real fast. Hold on a second, Cade. Oh, it doesn't have his height on there. Oh yeah, I don't know. Dang, all the new guys. There's no height yet, and I because but it, when they were standing, I just couldn't tell the coat because they were on a stage, and so but uh, from the yeah. stage, he looks like he was the tallest guy. But I don't know if it was him who's the tallest, but, or maybe he was just wearing boots, or if it was actually um, uh, the, uh, Jaleel might be tall. But also, then there's Nana, so I really honestly don't know because um, yeah. they don't have their uh, heights and such on the uh, roster. So unsure on that, but he looked like he was as tall as Nana or maybe a little taller, but again, couldn't tell hundred percent sure. Um, but yeah, excited. What a, what a great little group of, of, uh, of returnees and newbies and man, we are excited, but let's talk about the staff. Cause we do have a little bit of a change in yes. the staff, just a little. So, of course, as per, we got our returning head coach, Mr. Kyle Keller. Um, what year is this for him? Se seven? Six? Seven? It's either six or seven. I should know that off the top of my head, and I do not. Yeah, I'm not, I think it's something. I think it's something. I think it's like seven, to be fair. Um, I don't even know if they even say it in his body. Oh, it's, oh well, no. It says we'll enter a sixth season in charge of the Lumberjacks. So, I guess it is six. Um, it just felt like longer. but It's been a long time. I know, I know. Anyway, um, so coming off the 22 and 10 season from last year, um, obviously we thir finished third in the WAC standings, but obviously we we have a share of the title, even though we were third in the standings. But Kyle Keller, he's back back in charge again. Um, we also have returning associate head coach Tony Jasic, which is Jacqueline's parents' neighbor. Um, yeah. Then you have assistant coach Tanner Smith. 
strength and conditioning with Cody, of course, and the athletic trainer, Jacoby Whitaker. Um, again, great little returning group there. And then, of course, we have our, our, our new guys. We got a couple that aren't new to the team and to, to the Lumberjack program. They're returning, but just in a new position. Right, a new role, so to speak. Yes, yes. First off, we have the man, the myth, the legend. Dallas. Dallas. <laughs> Dallas game. I was like, I was like, uh, we, we, we can like gush about this for days, but you know, we love. Oh, I we could love, gush about Dallas for a whole time. We podcast. love whenever former players are on staff, first love. of all. And like, love. Des and Dallas, I couldn't think of two better guys for us to have had um, come back as you know, part of the coaching staff um, who's played for us before two, uh, two of our best team leaders we've really ever had in the last 10 years of SFA basketball. Yeah. Um, so I can't, I can't wait to see him interact with the guys uh, during the game and just, you know, his whole journey. We're, we're rooting you on in a, in a different capacity now, Dallas. So we're excited. I know. I'm just, I'm so excited. I was just so stoked to see that he was coming back. He's one of the nicest dudes. Nice. And of course, another Florida boy. So we, I told you we have, we've had a lot of Florida boys on our team and he was of course one of them. Um, And obviously before he came back to SFA, he worked at uh, American university for one year as an assistant coach. And he also spent two seasons as the grad assistant and assistant video coordinator at Oklahoma state. So he has, a lot of experience. Yeah. He knows what he's doing. He knows how to recruit. He knows he he knows what he's doing. So we are so excited to have him on our team again. Uh, instead of playing, he is coaching, and I couldn't think of a better guy to help lead the team to yeah. any victory. And I could talk to Dallas for days. He's just a he's just a nice dude. Like he will sit there and talk to you forever. I haven't gotten to talk to him since he came back. So, oh uh, yeah, I yeah I I love. Hopefully we can that up soon. Yeah. Um, then of course we have our new director of basketball operations. Um, is it? So I heard them pronounce it yesterday. Quay. Quay. That sounds a hundred percent right. Yeah. I have not met him yet, but Maybe. I think he said that he's a NAC local, which I did. He is a NAC local. That is what Charlie. I'm old, so I wouldn't know him anyway. But um. But I didn't know that. So that's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. He's a NAC local Chauncey kind of, uh, he, he said, or she said that he went to, um, like Illinois or somewhere. And yeah, yeah, yeah. He was with, he was with Brad Underwood at Illinois for a while. He has a master's degree, um, from, uh, university of Illinois as well. I mean, he also did his undergrad at U of H. He spent, multiple years um, on the, on the court with the Cougars as a student manager. Um, And so he also worked with the Sacramento Kings as a coaching video coaching assistant. So he has a lot of basketball experience in multiple different areas. I mean, if if you can work for freaking Brad Underwood, you can work for anybody, baby. Yeah. When they were reading off his list of experience yesterday, I was like very impressed. Yeah. When Chauncey originally told me all of his background, I was like, okay, 
all right. But of course, Keller. Keller has these he's these connections to these kids and to these these guys. And I mean, I mean, let's just I mean, how do you think Kevon, other than Kevon being Kevon and being so talented, how do you think he, you know, was able to get an easy, not an easy path, but like a connection with the Orlando Magic? It's because Kyle knows somebody. It's the same thing with Devontae Fitzgerald. He now works for the Orlando, Orlando Magic as a video guy. Yeah, that's cool. I hope they get to like uh, – that's just cool. Uh, that's just cool. cool. And, of course, not saying that Kevon – that's the only reason why Kevon's playing for the Magic right now. But, like, I mean, he helped get that, like, conversation started. Yeah, get the opportunity. It's always the, – the opportunity can be dictated by the connections that you have, but then uh, getting it and keeping it is your, your own work. So – 100%. Hopefully those two things connected. Um, yeah, I love it. And then we have three, count them, three graduate assistants. I don't know if we've ever had that many. Either. I honestly don't know if we've ever had that many graduate assistants. But but yeah, anyway, so we have three graduate assistants. Um, we have uh, another returning guy from the uh, past showing his face again. We got Ivan Kinnett. His face yet because he wasn't there last night. But. Oh, that's true. He wasn't there. But we know what he looks like. So <laughs> we know we know who it is. We know what he looks like. We know what he's about. Uh, we know Ivan. Um, he was there whenever we had a lot of our uh, giant killer games. Um, you know, he was there for the LSU game. He was there for the Baylor games. So, I mean, he, he's yeah. been around for a lot of really big, big games on the court. And I, again, another another returnee uh, under Keller to come back and and help help lead the team. And so excited to have Ivan back. Um, he's also from Florida as well. Yeah. We also have two other guys. These are two guys that I don't know anything about. Haven't met them. Don't know them from Adam. But we have Connor Griffith and Brady Mast. Um, when it comes to Connor, I'm pulling up his bio. And I don't know if there's anything there. He looks so familiar, though. Now that I see his face. Why okay. does he look familiar, well, they, I don't know. But they don't they don't have a bio on either one of them, I don't think. Because I, I, I'm curious also. So, like, uh, there is a Mast family in Nacogdoches that, like, goes back pretty far. Um, so, I'm wondering if this Brady Mast has any connection oh. to them. But. Maybe. I don't know. Maybe. 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 I don't know. I'm I'm not sure. Um, but anyway, uh, welcome to the team, Connor and Brady. And if you have been around Nacogdoches or been around the Lumberjacks in the past, I'm sorry that we don't remember. I apologize. But God, that one looks real familiar. Like I feel like I've seen him around. Connor. I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, anywho. Um where are we at? Let's continue. Let's continue. So went through all the players, went through all the staff. Um, should we talk about possible starting lineups? You know what? I didn't even really think about it, and I honestly have no idea. Hold on. Let me think for a second here. Well, I can go over mine because I wrote it down. Okay. So while you think, I'll, I'll talk about mine. And, again, this is going in blind. Well, not really blind because all the people I put on a starting lineup are people that have played for us before. This is just assuming that Kyle is putting in experience on the Lumberjack team and not necessarily new blood as a starting lineup. Hell, he might. Who knows? You could have, 
you know, Jaleel or, or Robbie out there as a starter? I don't know. These are just my thoughts, knowing what I know about what happened last season. Um, so starting off, obviously it's gotta be Rati and Nigel because those are our super seniors. Those are our, those are our returnee guys. They've been on, they've been here the longest. So that's just a given to me is having Rati and Nigel on there. Um, another guy that I think most likely is going to be a starter is, is going to be Trell. I mean, considering his, how well he did last year, I really think Trell has the capability and has the 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 know-how and the and the skills, especially when he's hot, to be a starter. So again, but we'll, we will see what is chosen. And honestly, they may not have like the first few games are, are going to be, you know, like those kind of like exhibition type games, like we're playing, you know, like the cupcake school. So they may not even stick with that roster. Yeah where they start on Monday, they may not even stick with that. When we get into like conference, it could change. Who knows? Um, the other, other person I had on here was uh, JJP. Uh, another guy I think hundred percent deserves to be a starter. I think he has, again, he could be, an, he could easily be, you know, the leader, the point guard taking things out. Um, he, he can do it. And I also think that potentially we got Nana there in the starting lineup too. Just again, just depends on, on probably also will depend on the game who we're playing too. I mean, it may not be the same starting lineup every game. It depends on who we're playing and, and what their starting lineup is and, and what it, what the plan is. Is it to play the bigs? Is it to go small? Is it to, you know, kill them with speed? Is it to kill them with shooting? You know, I don't know. Again, I don't have, I can't, I don't, I can't read minds. I wish I could. I don't know what Keller's going to do, but it's honestly, those are just my, those are my fives. And I think I, I'll throw in the, the sixth man off the bench. How about we do that too? Okay. Sixth man off the bench. So I had Rati, Trell, Nana, Nigel, JJP as my starting five. And I think the sixth man off the bench is most likely going to be um, either Day Day, um, as long as he's good to go health wise or, um, it could also be, uh, Jaleel to be fair. Um, Jaleel or, or AJ, see, this is hard. There's a lot of guys and there's a lot of skill. It, it, you know, it, it could also be Ruby. I don't know. I've never seen them play before, yeah. but I think six man's been most likely going to be day day as long as he's good health wise, um, or, or Jaleel. Yeah. Yeah. Listen, this is so hard and I'm going to give well, it hard. It's probably the hardest we've ever had to do. Don't at us because first of all, this is sight unseen. We haven't, I haven't even seen the guys practice. No, um, yeah. haven't seen nothing. And also what's hard this time around is most of really kind of just uh, like, despite only, um, okay, hold on. We got a text. Watching. I know I just saw it. Oh I have to, I have to give, a shout out here because we failed to mention her when we talked about David, um, David's girlfriend, Maria, who we love and have remained friends with. Um, and we hope that she can make it for an SFA game sometime this season, or maybe we'll just have to take a trip to Philly because, or Pennsylvania. Why did I say Philly? Uh, we could go to Philly while we're there. Um, because Philly is in Pennsylvania. Us watching your podcast right now. And it's so bittersweet. Excited to see what this season holds for them. Oh, Maria, we love you. Uh, love you so much. Oh, my God. Yeah. And and your mom, we miss her, too. So tell her hi for us. Um, yeah, 100%. Um, 
uh, cat fans because cat fans doesn't like to comment on the stream because he's a big old wussy boy. Um, he wanted to know if did, did we miss the whack and cheese segment and then jokes about Lamar? <laughs> oh, well, don't worry. We'll, we'll get there. Especially Lamar. We'll, we'll get there. Um, okay. So what I was going to say is what's, what's hard, especially this time around is really most, most of, with the exception of Nana, most of the returning players we have are, you know, more of like a guard or a small forward. hundred um, percent. Yeah. So I'm like wanting to sit there and throw the guys that I know and have seen and who have experience and are great into the starting five. And then I'm like, I got five guards and small forwards. Like we got to have somebody big on the floor. So again, like take it, take it as whatever. Um, so there, so yeah, don't at me if you feel left out, but I can't, yeah, no. I can't throw together a starting five of five guards. Um, but you can't, that, but at the same time, we don't know. <laughs> and I haven't, I haven't seen, I haven't seen half y'all touch a basketball. So I have no idea. Um, I guarantee you we can revisit this again like halfway through the season and see how it's shaking out because like like we said, this could be the starting lineup for one game. This yeah. could be the starting lineup for oh, oh buckets. Hey, buckets. Um buckets. And again, you know what? One other disclaimer I'll give. First of all, you're you're gonna hear from us who we and again, like not not everybody can be a starter, and that is not the most important thing um, at all by far. But we will give our opinions on you know if if we want if we it's our opinion, it's our personal opinion. If we think oh maybe this person should be starting or this person we should see more playing time from, and um, as many of you know me, I'm equally obsessed with Bravo reality shows and the Housewives as I am basketball. Um, but one of the podcasts I listen to that recaps the housewife shows, um, and I feel like it directly correlates to basketball as well, uh, is they're like, you know, from one week to the next, we we might feel a certain type of way about someone. And then the next week we do a complete 180 because like you're as good as your last episode. So you're as good as your last game. You might have a bad game and we're like, that's all we've seen from that player. So we don't feel like they deserve those minutes quite yet. There are other people that we feel are more deserving. And then the next week they might have a blowout game and we're like, put them back in. Put them I mean, back. Yeah. Shit. You're as good as your last game. That's all we got to go on. So yeah. take it with a grain of salt. hundred uh, percent. Please do not get butt hurt. We've had, we've had people butt hurt in the past and this is just opinion. And this is so just, this is just us just talking we love all the guys equally. Like uh, this is just yeah. this. These are just predictions. Like we don't know. And don't know. everybody's everybody's gonna have a bad game and a bad day. Uh, and we still love y'all, and we'll give you a big hug at the end of the game if you're pissed off and upset with your performance. And it's nothing personal. Uh, Bucket says, "I can tell you, I don't know what the starting five will be, but I can tell you the depth on this roster is going to be as face strength." You know what? I agree because I just scrambled to try to put together who I think yeah. the starting five will be. Yeah, I, I just threw five names on there that I recognized. Like, give or take. That doesn't mean that I don't think. Our sweet baby Russell isn't going to get any playing time. He better, or I'm coming after Kyle. Like, you know what I mean? Like, and you know what? I hope it's different every game. I hope that, but yeah, 
you know what? Best way to pick up the opponent, change up your starting lineup every game. Yeah. I hope depending on the opponent and what the strengths are and who did great in practice the week before, I, I hope everybody gets a chance. Hundred percent. If and means. you get a start, and you get a start, and you get a start. Well, this, get a start. this is who I threw together. Um, I, yeah. I, I think Rati and Nigel are kind of givens, um, not just because of the experience, but that is one of their strengths. They have put in a lot of time and that shows in their efforts and uh, leadership on the court um, trail as well. Similar reasons. And that, that three, when he's on, he's on and we need him out there. Mm -hmm. um, then it, this, this is where it got hard for me. Cause like I wanted to put JJP, but I'm like, I got too many like guards and small forwards now going on. Um, so what I threw together, I, I put down day day is like a four man. Cause he, even though he is like, a smaller forward. I definitely think that he plays like a power forward. Um, Damn, yeah. you know, I'm, I'm just going to take a gamble on Jalil simply because uh, Day Day was telling us yesterday that um, he has his uh, shoulder dislocated from trying to block Jalil's shot. So I feel like there's probably a lot of big man energy there that we have yet to see. So who knows? And then my six well, man. He did say that, didn't he? Huh. And please don't freak out about what Jacqueline just said. He's okay. Oh, yeah. I mean, he, he said he'll probably – I mean, he'll be back very soon. No need to rush it since our first few games are uh, – honestly, I wanted to say that yesterday, but whatever. I'm not I'm not the trainer. I'm not the one making decisions. But um, uh, I, said, I said no need to rush, babe. You come back when you're ready. I, I, I will be okay. No need to rush it for uh, Letourneau. But um, – and then my six-man guess on – Based on that lineup, like I said a minute ago, I would have put JJP in there. Just that was a really small lineup, so he would be my sixth man. So yeah. that's my that's my very uneducated guess because I haven't seen y'all play. Very uneducated guess. Um, all right, let's move right along just for time purposes. So moving into and talking about the schedule itself, um, a lot of schedule not changes, but there's a few things we need to kind of mention before we talk about the games. So the first off is the conference changes. Um, I would like to give a short but sweet F you to Lamar um, because you done fucked up a lot of shit when you decided that you were too coward to stay in the whack. Um, bye. Deuces. I can hear the cat meowing. Um, I know. Now, now we got McGonagall wants to come up here and join, but Scotty's already. Yeah, I just, you know, them, them leaving in a lurch is just, not only is it just kind of shitty because, you know, of course, at least basketball had a little bit more time to fill those games, maybe a little, but still those games are, are, are set in stone, usually pretty far in advance for God's sake. I mean, left base, left all of our teams in a lurch, all of them. And not just us as a fave, but all the rest of the teams in the whack. So, I mean, just a bunch of weenies, same thing with UIW, a bunch of weenies. Good God. Are you kidding me? And you need to go back to the Southland. You don't even try. And if I hear one more time, one more time, someone says, oh, SFA is going back to the Southland. I will find you and I will shove my crock so far up your be your booty hole. It's not even funny. I'm tired of it. Tired of it. Until we hear Ryan Ivey stand up on a podium and say, hey, guys, guess what? We couldn't cut it in the whack. We're going back to the Southland. I will eat my crock. How about that? I mean... So I mean, first year in and three-way tie for first, and not shabby. I think we're okay. 
I think we're fine. I think we're okay. I think we're fine. Um, and then also, uh, which Chicago State left the whack, but that was a known thing. No yeah. hard feelings to them. They're leaving and moving moving out. No hard feelings whatsoever. Have a great time. I don't know what conference they were going to. Um, and uh, we love you, Buckets. Ah. Oh, this is his first episode to watch. I'm just remembering that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Buckets. That's ever, and I've been here five minutes. Well, you know, maybe you'll get to make an appearance. Oh. The fans will just have to wait and see. Oh, buckets. Um, and then, of course, we welcomed UT Arlington, the Mavericks. Welcome, welcome, welcome. I believe they were in the whack a while ago or in the yeah. summer. I don't know. I don't know. But they're, they're with us now. And welcome, open arms. Don't be wussies like Lamar and cut chip after a year. Do me a favor. You know, um, I, think, I feel like they'll be a pretty good fit. So I think so too. I think so too. Uh, let's see. Bucket says my official name is Axum Insider. Oh, that's right. That's right. You are. You are the Axum Insider. That is very true. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, uh, quick little note in name change: Dixie State is now Utah Tech. They are no longer Dixie State. Do not refer them to as Dixie State. We are all in on Utah Tech. Moving on. So let's talk about our first half of our schedule here with the non-conference games. Um, obviously, as per usual, nobody wants to play us because we're apparently that good. Yeah, I, had a, I forgot I hadn't even put them in the notes because when I did the notes, they weren't set. They weren't set because they just got set like a few weeks ago or not even that because nobody likes to play us. And I don't blame them because we are the giant killers. And... Uh, but it's funny because, I mean, all these teams that are like, oh, we don't want to play you. It's not like they're, you know, Kansas or Duke. It's like all these little mid-major teams and, like, nobody – like, give me a break, brother. They just don't want to come to Nacogdoches and then get potentially embarrassed and have to take a three-hour bus ride back to Dallas. I'm looking at Twitter notification from Jeff just now. You should look at it. Not for fuck's sake. All right, continue. Who are we playing first? <laughs> oh, man. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, okay, hold on. Cat fans, you're welcome. I know you're listening because you never like to comment on the stream. Um, and he tagged me out, said, and Professor Ants called out anyone, a.k.a. I don't even know who that is. So I don't even I don't know who that man is. So I don't know if I called him out, but apparently I did. Spewing the SFA to Southland talk. Also didn't take any prisoners when discussing Lamar and UIW. You're damn right I didn't. Are you kidding me? Like, they deserve all the hate because they're a bunch of weenies. Also, what are you guys here for? Um, you know, L7 loser. <laughs> you're here for the, for the hot takes and the tea. I mean, come on. Wouldn't be interesting if we didn't do it. All right. Non-conference games. At home, we got starting Monday, November 7th. Woo, woo, woo. Away, we play Letourneau uh, November 10th. On Thursday, we play Gardner-Webb University. Uh, November 15th on Tuesday, we play Alcorn State University at home. Uh, the rest of our non-conference, December 1st on a Thursday, we have Northwestern State at home. So last year, we played them there. So this year, we got them at home. Um 
December 11th on a Sunday. We got Paul Quinn on a Sunday at one o'clock. Yeah. yeah. We have played them before. Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah. On my birthday, December 19th on a Monday evening at 6 30 PM. Uh, we have North American university, whomever that is uh, Thursday, December 22nd. We 22nd. I don't know why I said that weird. 22nd. 22nd, we got Jackson State University. Can I can I can I ask that Deion Sanders make an make an appearance at that game? I'm just kidding. He's not gonna come, but I just thought it'd be funny. Okay, you wanna do the road non-conference games? Sure, I can handle that. So uh road non-conference games, those will be starting on November the 19th, which is on a Saturday. Uh, the Jacks will head to Brookings, South Dakota, where they'll play the South Dakota State University Jack Rabbits. Um, we played them at home last year. So this year is the second half of that home and home. Um, so man, what I wouldn't give to go to that game, but they better not be wearing their jerseys. that says Jack on the front. Cause that bothered me. You know, they are. <laughs> they're not the Jacks. They're the Jack rabbits. Like, okay, and you are, we are the only Jacks. I know. I know. I know. Uh, starting on Friday, November 25th, is the start of the Northern Classic in Montreal, Quebec, Canada, where Jacqueline and I will be there. Cold and cute. Cold and yeah. Cute. Well, I've already started planning off it. Y'all already know. Oh, for God's sakes. I haven't even thought about it. All I have is my parka. Maybe I'll just wear my parka okay. and nothing else. You know what? That would probably be good because honestly, you don't get that cold. So then you can wear the jacket outside. And then as soon as you get inside, you can just take it off and be wearing like a, you know, short sleeve or a light long sleeve shirt or whatever. Honestly, that may be what I do, to be fair. Um, so first game of that is going to be at two o'clock against the. So I don't know if this is correct or not, but Davion said that it is. Quinnipiac, which is way easier than I would have ever thought. But me too. I've been calling it Quinnipiac. I don't even know. Okay, sure, Quinnipiac University. Um, and then we have the next game is on Saturday versus Middle Tennessee. Um, and then we have Sunday at 10 a.m. versus UNC Greensboro. And I'm hoping that I will make at least the first half of that game before I have to hop on an Uber and go to the airport because I leave at like one or two o'clock that day or so to start making my long journey back to Texas um, since I have to work the next day. I would stay longer if I didn't have speeches on Monday. That's the only thing. I had no idea whenever I made the schedule that that we'd be even remotely attempting to go to Montreal or when the games would be or what time, but oh well. Anyway. Um, continuing on with the non-conference games away, we'll be playing in Ruston, Louisiana against another big non-conference rival foe that we always have trouble with, especially there. La Tech, December 14th, uh, which Jacqueline and I, I think are going to make a little road trip for that one. I think that'd be a fun game to go to. Um, We're going to have to take Lonnie with us because last time that we played them there and Lonnie and I went, we won. Oh, that's true. That's true. Oh, Bucket said the South Dakota State game will be fire. It was fire last year. It was a really good game at home. Um, and you know, we ended up barely losing that game. Or I don't know if it was barely. It was it was but it was it was still a good game. It was still a yeah. really good game. So. so Lonnie Luna, I will text you, mark your calendar for December 14th on a Wednesday to go to Law Tech. 
Oh boy. Yes. And then uh, to round out the non-conference at home or away games, we'll be playing December 17th, which is a Saturday in Greenville, South Carolina, which again, would love to go to that game. Love, love, love uh, at Furman University. Um, we'll have to check our, check our monies at that point after the, after the, after the, uh, the Montreal trip, we'll see what the money is like. And maybe we can maybe make it work, but we'll, we'll have to see. Um, all right. So moving into conference matchups. So conference starts a little bit early this year, right before the, uh, right before the new year, we'll be playing at home. I'll do all the home conferences and Jacqueline, you could do the ways. So uh, we'll be playing at home versus Abilene Christian on December 29th at 6.30. That's a Thursday. There's a lot of Thursday games. Like, there's a lot of games on different days. There's, like, Monday nights, Wednesday nights, Thursday. Like, there's, I mean, God, there's games on almost different days of the week every week, and it's giving me whiplash. Um, but, yeah, we got Abilene Christian at home. Then we have on January 4th, which is a Wednesday, we got, uh, we got oh, God, we got New Mexico State University at home kill me now bless but that's when we have our sweet baby kyle coming and so i can't wait um oh look Jonathan. buckets i'll be in greenville short driving club. oh when i'm on break oh good okay if we go to that game we'll let you know yeah yeah because we will need to be shown around greenville because i've just heard it's like the coolest city i've heard the same thing i would Man, if we were not going to Montreal, and we then we would be putting all of our money and effort into planning a, a badass Greenville trip. Um, but yeah, that that would be cool. Uh, let's see. So right after New Mexico State University, I feel like this happens every time we play one, then we play another freaking juggernaut at home back to back. It's a freaking melee. We got New Mexico State University, huh? It's always those two. It's always those two. We got them back to back. Then you got Grand Canyon on the seventh on Saturday. Um, in NAC. Moving on January 25th, we got a little of a break. Then on the 25th, we are playing UTRGV at home. Uh, and then we're playing Seattle U, which we last year we only played them there. So this year we're playing them here at home on the 28th of January. Then we have a little bit of a break away games. And then we come back to home on February 16th playing Tarleton State, which they always have an, our number. And oh, dang it, they're always such a hard game as well. Um, man, our schedule. Again, our conference schedule, it is not cupcake. I'm so, it is not. Um, if anybody says that our non-conference and our conference schedules are just cupcake, I'm sorry. Like, all of these games are going to be good games. So, I mean, obviously, minus, like, the Laterno, but, like, Jesus. Um, then right after that, we have, so I said Seattle U on the 28th, and then we have another break where we go to Tarleton on the 16th of February, and then we have on the February 18th, which is a Saturday, we have UT Arlington. So for the first time, we're playing the Mavericks. Can't wait for that. Um, and we're only playing uh, Seattle U once, and we're only oh, we're playing the Mavericks twice. Okay. Um, so there's only a couple teams that we only play once, Seattle being one of them, um, and I think Southern Utah as well. But um, after that, we have two more home games, February 26th with California Baptist, and then March 1st. Last home game of the year, Sam Houston, as it should be for the last year in the whack. Bring it on, Bearcats. Take that, Cat fans. You're going down. Yeah, I think so too, Buckets. Which, I think which, bucket, which game cool. Buckets are you talking about? Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. Okay, yeah. 
And then he also said, Buckets also said, Coach Keller says this is the toughest schedule on paper given the strength that it caught. A hundred percent. Again, so many people, and I, I get it, I get it, I get it. A lot of people were upset that there wasn't like this big marquee power five game that we usually have non-conference. You know, we've had Duke, we've had Kansas, you know, we've had all of LSU, Baylor. We've had all these in the past, like these really big, big power five non-conference games. But this schedule, just when you look at it on paper, is extremely difficult. It is. It's not easy. No, not at all. And also, again, like we talk about this a million times, so I'm not even going to waste that much time on it because if you don't get it by now, you don't get it. But, um, I mean, we beat Duke at Duke, and then we came, like, damn close to beating Kansas at Kansas. I mean – Damn close. That nine-point loss was not even really indicative of – it was one of those where within the last, like, minute it ended up, you know, we were having a foul and we ended up letting them run it up a few more points. So that's not even – doesn't even illustrate. So as we continue having these games like that, these schools are not going to keep going. Yeah, I think it's a great idea for us to have SFA for a bye game. No, they're not dummies. They want to win a bye game. That's why they're buying it. Exactly. I mean, and Buckets says it, and he is so correct. He says beating Duke at Cameron has consequences. It does. It was for us the consequence was – Twofold, positively, because obviously we have we had all of the all of the accolades. We had so much TV time, all of this stuff. I mean, just from winning that game alone, the SFA brand was so well known for such a long time, and of course, all of the other um, you know benefits for 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 Nate and all of that too. But then the negative side is is because of this, and because now we're labeled as giant killers, nobody wants to get embarrassed in a buy game anymore. Yeah. I don't blame them. I don't blame them. Um, before you do the um, the aways conference, uh, cat fans would like to say yes. An attempt at saying the team that damn Canada name. He put the pronunciation is Quinnipiac. I guess that's right. I don't know. Um, I just know that I didn't know how to say it, and the way that I said it today seemed much easier. Yeah. Okay. Um, so our road conference games on New Year's Eve, we got UT Arlington on Thursday, January 12th. So that's quite a little stretch, almost two weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, we're at Utah Tech. Uh, Saturday, January 14th, we're at Southern Utah. Thursday, January 19th, we are at Sam Houston. Thursday, February 2nd, we're at New Mexico State. Uh, and then same same deal with our our home games. We got New Mexico State and Grand Canyon right right beside each other. Saturday, February fourth, we're at Grand Canyon. <clears throat> Saturday, February eleventh, we are at UTRGV. Uh, Wednesday, February twenty second, at Abilene Christian. And then our very last game of the season, regular season, Friday, March third, at Utah Valley. Um, so I think that's the first time in several years that we've had our New Year's Eve game on away game. Um, so I feel like the last several years we've played, mm-hmm. we've played either like on New Year's Eve or very close to it at home. Um, so that is, that is different, but yeah, I think last year it was, it wasn't it like a New Year's Day game. Yeah, I think so. Cause I remember us going and we were struggling. Yeah, for I feel like the past several years, it's either been New Year's Eve or New Year's Day that we had a home game. 
Yeah. So that'll be different. Yeah. Well, that's cool. Sweet. I, again, we talked about it at nauseum, but just gotta mention it one more time. Like for those who are giving the school, not the school, but giving the coaches and giving the program a hard time for the schedule, shut your mouth because a, the whole, they don't want to play us thing because they don't want to get freaking embarrassed again is a real thing. Like it's legitimate. Nobody wants to play us and get beat home away, especially at home. They just don't. It's just a fact. It's just a fact. So scheduling is a challenge. And now they have this whole new, which this is a whole nother thing. I'm going to have to dedicate like a whole damn like segment in another podcast for this because it's like the seating thing for the freaking tournament now is all different. And it all is based off of like who you play and who you schedule and is so convoluted and it makes sense on paper. It didn't make sense to institute it in the middle of the freaking summer when all of these games were either already scheduled or trying to be scheduled. So it just made it really, really, really hard. And it's going to all come in. It's all going to come into play when it comes to seating. We could literally not saying this is going to happen. We could literally win the entire season, go 31 and 0. But because of and be the number one, win the conference, just stick with me here, and then not get the number one seed in the conference because of who we played. I just broke my pen. And I think that's wild. It is. is. Wild. Because you know what I mean? Like last year, the girls, they won conference, right? Outright. And if the way that the seating is this year was last year, there was a good chance that they wouldn't have gotten the first number or the number one seed because of who they played and how they performed in those games. I'm like, this is a wild concept. You know what, though? It uh, it, ma- it makes more sense. And I, I think that does because then you'll get more uh, credibility and um, opportunity for the games that you schedule. I'm just glad I'm not the one having to try to figure it out and keep up with it all season because it does – Seem like it could get a little dicey and a little confusing. I, th- I I agree, and um, I don't have a problem with it. My only problem, again, is the fact that they did it. Why couldn't have been like, hey, we're instituting this, but it won't start until you know the 2023 2024 season. Like you guys haven't even started scheduling those games yet. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like why yeah. institute it right now when half the games were already scheduled and set in stone? Like so, a lot of these teams are going to get. But then you have a team like I don't know. I kind of feel like that's on them. Like if you're trying to do a cupcake schedule and think that you're, then that's kind of like, well, now you learn your lesson the hard way. But they, but but we were having trouble filling those spots, and so it would have been nice if the WAC helped us fill those spots with better teams than what maybe we got because of that fact. And I just, I just hate. But I just fill those spots. Oh, I know, but I just hate that we're going to possibly get dinged because we're having to play teams like Laterno. You know, yeah. like that's yeah. Yeah, but we're we're not trying to do that anyway. So I don't feel like no. you're saying, but I don't think that would have changed because we're not doing that because we're trying to. That's just the way the cookie crumbles. The only record that should set conference seating is conference record, a laughable rule. That's what uh Bucket says. And yeah, I agree. It should, it should be ba- it should be based more on conference but that's what i'm saying sometimes in conference like the way that they let it shake out is that um 
you know, there'll be teams that only play each other once and it's, it's the hardest team or something. And then they end up kind of like Seattle used schedule last year when they were leading the way at number one for such a long time. And it's like, okay, but you didn't really play any of the good schools twice. So what do you do? I know. Yeah. I'm gonna have to dedicate a whole segment and really read the new ruling and understand it better because it's, it's just, it's, it's weird. It's one of those things we're going to just have to get used to because it's not going to go anywhere. Like it's, they're not going to change it out of nowhere. Um, okay. So a few last things here before we end it. Um, I wanted to quickly go through the men's basketball preseason honors, just kind of like kind of scroll through that and let everybody know kind of where we ended up in these honors. So in the WAC men's basketball coaches preseason poll, um, they ranked us at number three um, uh, right behind Grand Canyon and New Mexico state, which is, probably where we were last year. Um, and then also the, uh, let's see, a few of our players got onto a couple preseason teams. Um, no coaches, all whack first teams, not a single SFA player on that, but there was an SFA player, two of them on the coaches, all whack second team, which is, or which were uh, day day hall or day hall. And then JJP Jalen Jackson Posey. So we didn't have a single person on the first team, but we had two on the second team. Uh, moving on to the men's basketball preseason media poll. And again, we are in third place. This time, though, Grand Canyon is first and New Mexico State was second. And then you had us. Um, and then from the preseason media all-whack team, only one SFA player on that team. And it was JJP. So on both the preseason player of the year from the media and from the coaches poll, they all put the same person as the player of the year, which was Yovan Blackshear Jr. From Grand Canyon. So interesting little, interesting little tidbit there. Just wanted to share. What did Bucket say? Why should any out-of-conference games affect the WAC? Every single – or every conference deals with playing some teams only once. I feel like the WAC consistently tries to overthink things. Uh, yeah, I, I – I, you know, Buckets, I wish I knew, buddy. I really do. I really do. I, I don't know why they decided to make the the postseason conference standing seating so convoluted and difficult, and then they decided to institute it halfway through the summer when the games were already picked you know, majority of the games, right. Again, like if you want to do this fine, but like explain it better and institute it the next season before it even starts and people start scheduling games. Like that was, that was my biggest deal with it. Like, but again, they're making it so analytical and so like numbers based and it's, you know, it's, it's, it's wild, you know, I see. Yeah. I heard that and saw it. It sounds like a group of wild, like a herd of wild horses are running. Well, they are a group of wild horses. All right. So to finish things off, I know this is hard, but we're going to just freaking try. Last season, we ended at 123 in the NCAA net rankings. Um, where do you think we are going to end up? Not necessarily in the net, but in our season. Last year, we ended at 22 and 10. <sighs> What do we think for this season? We were 22 and 10 and 14 and 4 in conference. What do we think? Okay, wait, tell me again what our uh, what our ending was last year. 
So I was just, I was throwing out the net. So last year we we're, I mean, currently we're at 123. Um, in no, the no, net. What was our, what was the game? In oh, game? sorry. So last year we ended 22 and 10 overall 14 and four in the conference. So we have 31 games. I'm kind of thinking pending any craziness just by giving a basic look at who we're playing and how we've done against them in the past. I'm just guessing at a potential of winning 24, losing seven, maybe that's being generous. Again, this is sight unseen. Don't know how the team plays together. Well, versus competition had no idea how the closed door scrimmages went, the exhibitions, no idea. Don't even know who we played. Um, so that's just me looking at the schedule and doing some counting and, and going off of past history. Um, there's a potential there to split some of these bigger games. Like we play GCU in New Mexico State twice. If we split those, I mean, that's at least two losses there. Um you know, law tech always gives us issues. That could be a loss. I'm not saying it's going to happen. This is just past experience. Uh, South Dakota State gave us issues and beat us last year. So that could be four. Um, I'm assuming that UNC Greenboro, I don't really know anything about them or Middle Tennessee. Same. Um, I'm hoping that we win that conference out or that tournament out. Um, don't know much about Furman, but that could potentially be an L. Um, other couple teams that gave us issues last year were Seattle U. Um, and of course, Tarleton and Abilene Christian. So if we split those games as well, again, I, I, I'm just kind of calculating potentially. Yeah. Uh, 24 and seven with three losses at a conference. I think there may be some early growing pains, but once the group hits a stride, they'll be dangerous. Agreed. That was how they were last year. Buckets. Um, 24 and seven. Exactly. Three losses out of conference. I think that's pretty, pretty good. Yeah. Um, it just kind of depends on how we do the beginning of the season with those kind of with the tournament games. Um, when we play, uh, play the Montreal tournament and then we play, um, Furman. So, and of course, La Tech, like those games right there are going to be our biggest challenge out of conference. So we'll see. We'll see. I'm being, I'm being optimistic there with only losing seven. I really hope that we hit our stride, like Bucket says, and we be dangerous and we don't have a, a single issue in conference, maybe a couple losses, like you said, maybe three. Um, yeah, I, no, agreed. If, if we can steal either South Dakota State or Furman, if we could split that even, whoo, I'd be happy. Yeah. You know what I mean? If we If we sneak out wins both of those, I'd be even happier. But again, being realistic and thinking logically, it's a those are road games. You know, sometimes we're road warriors, sometimes we're not. Yeah, just depends. It really does. So it, I don't know. I I don't know what I don't know. So, but if we can split those, at least I'd be happy. I think I know nothing about Furman. I know a little bit more about South Dakota because we played them last year. But I don't know who's returning on South Dakota. They had a really good team last year. So. Uh, you know, if we can split one, if we can steal the South Dakota game, I would be pleased, get a little bit of payback from last year. Um, 
Yeah, yeah. I love buckets. You're cracking me up, dude. If we win both of those, book your tickets because we're going dancing. Yeah. If we can win both of those games, that'll make the conference. I feel like that would give us a lot of confidence going into conference. A lot of confidence. I agree. So my random guess, I'm gonna I'm gonna shoot one one higher than than buckets guess. I'm gonna I'm gonna go for 25 and six, losing nice. three in conference. Um Simply because our preseason or you know want non-conference schedule, whatever, however you want to say it, um, is a little bit weaker. Uh, I mean, those two those two road games will be difficult, but it's not like we're playing a Kansas. And um, but however, I mean, the, the tournament in Montreal, I really don't know how strong any of those teams are. I really don't know anything about them, and you also have to factor in. Even though Canada is not that far, it is out of the country. It's a long way away. It's going to be really cold. A lot of these guys, that's going to be their very first time out of the country, period. Mm-hmm. So like, this is going to be, that's going to be just a big learning experience for them, win or lose. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're they're going to, I could, I could make a whole podcast about this um, on my own, but we're coming up on two hours, but like, yeah. You learn so much about yourself traveling. These guys are really going to, they are going to learn some things about themselves on this trip. And so who knows, who knows what's going to happen there. Um, as far as conference, I went, I went for one less loss than last season, simply because even though we did pull it together at the end um, and do pretty well, we didn't, we didn't start off as strong as we hoped, but I, I think we're going to step it up one more um, this time. So we shall see. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's, that's a fair assessment as well. I, again, we know nothing we needed before we go to Canada, Jacqueline and I are going to sit down and, and really look at these, uh, these Canada teams that were playing at the tournament and really, really, uh, really learn about them. Cause I mean, again, we don't really not much about them. And, you know, if we were playing like, yeah, like a Duke or a Kansas, you know, that's different. Like that's easy to do, but um you know, these, these teams, I feel like they're more on our level, obviously. And they're more the mid-major, you know, uh, powerhouses potentially so we we just gotta oh boy i'm excited i'm excited i can't Aww. wait i love buckets i know we're just about to wrap it up love the podcast you got a new fan for life looking forward to hang out with my favorite fabulous as a bay lady soon oh buckets we look we forward to it too they're not all two hour long episodes we promise no. Just the preview usually is two hours. And then if we have, uh, we do whatever we do our, like our big after uh, game, when we do our Canada trip, we probably will go a little bit longer. Yeah. Cause we talk about the game and the tournament and our trip. So um, it goes a little bit longer too, but usually it's about an hour or so. Um, but yeah. Oh my God. We are so excited for the season. So many fun things, so many potential uh, day trips and road trips other than the Montreal one. Cannot wait. Excited. It all starts on Monday. Yikes. Jacqueline, are you, are you in your car ready to put some more miles on it? It's ready. <laughs> ready to go. Oil tires. I got the oil changed recently. It's ready to go. Good. Good. That won't change will last long, but, but the four new tires will last me a while. So that's nice. They should. That's the hope. That's the hope. Yeah. Oh my gosh, man. Again, thank you so much, everyone that's been tuning in. If you just now tuned in and, or you weren't able to watch um, live, of course you can always watch this again later on YouTube or Facebook or Instagram, not Instagram, Twitter. Um, and then of course you can always listen on any of the podcast streaming apps, Spotify, Apple, Google, 
all the different streaming apps. You can listen to us as well um, on in the car, on the go, that you don't get it. You don't have to miss anything. Um, are you in for a ride of a season? I know we are. I cannot wait. It is season five of, of us. It is 2022-2023 season. Let's get her done. Hell yeah, brother. We are so, we're so excited. All right. Thanks, everyone, for listening in. You will talk to us, or you will talk to us. You will hear from us again after that first game, um, and we are ready to go. So, as always, Axe and Jacks. With Alex and Jacks. Bye.